So today is the third Sunday in Advent, Advent B. So what that means is that the main readings of the Gospel are, the main readings are from the Gospel of Mark. Anybody tell me what's unique about the Gospel of Mark? Everything is fast. What's missing? There is no Christmas. And so with the readings, that's why we're doing the Christmas service. And so um, with that in mind, uh, we're going to go ahead and decorate our trees during the service with the various Christmas that are up here. And at this time, if you pass out the friendship registers, and for those that are joining us by live stream, blessing you is received the Holy Spirit through the message and the confession of the gospel here at St. Andrew Lutheran Church. If you desire to go ahead, and we encourage you to go ahead and um, look at our website, and blessings to you again. Also, after the 8 a.m. service, it'll be the last of our series um, on 1 Thessalonians. The question is, we're going to be considering, is hell real? Which this is Thessalonians is also the basis of our midweek Advent services, and it'll be our last one on this Wednesday with soup and sandwich at 5:15 and the worship service at 6:30. Um, with that, we also want to thank our tree decorators that are going to be helping this morning, uh, Philip Mutchler and Matthew Clems. Um, with that, let's see, is Mariah here? There she is. Let's do the next slide, and the next one. There we go, we didn't do light one candle.
somehow we lost our screen. So. And I'll go about three forward. There we go. Back up. One more. There we go. So, this morning, we have been blessed with new chrismans to put on our tree, given to the glory of God in memory of Arlene Klug. And so, beloved in the Lord, it is with great love for us that the eternal God has taken on human flesh and joined himself to his own creation. Heaven and earth has been now filled with his glory as he uses the things of this world to bring his blessing. For he has made everything beautiful in its time, so that we may behold the beauty of the Lord and inquire of his holy temple. It is fitting, therefore, that these chrismans be sanctified by word and prayer for use in the Lord's house. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, your Son is Express, um, son is the expression of your image, of your glory, so that we behold him when we contemplate your unending mercy. Bless and sanctify these Christmas, which are offered in your honor of your only begotten Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. Grant that all who behold them may by grace be strengthened in the true faith and worship of you, with steadfast heart, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, bless these chrismas and all those who behold them. Amen. We sing, or the choral anthem will be sung.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us worship the Lord. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Lord, let us the Lord. We confess. Hear the good news, which we receive, in which we stand, and by which we have been saved, that Jesus Christ, born, lived, died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he has been raised from the, on the third day, and that he appeared to the women, to Peter, then to the twelve, and many other faithful witnesses. We believe that he is the Christ, the Son of God, the living God. He is our Savior, the victor over the power of sin. He is the first and the last, the beginning and the end. He is the Lord, our God. He forgives us all our sins. the ushers will come forward uh, to distribute the chrisman. If you receive a chrisman, please follow these instructions. Watch for your chrisman up on the PowerPoint to be displayed on the screen. And when the chrisman is displayed, come forward to the front of the altar and bow. Then give your chrisman to the decorators that are going to be on decorating on this tree. And then return to your seat. Not all the chrismans are represented in the service, or I should say, on the screen. And if you have a chrisman that is not announced, you'll bring it up during the offering. There are more chrismans than the explanations. So at this time, we sing the anthem on the names of Jesus.
At Christmas, not only does the star lead us to Bethlehem, but also to Nazareth, to Galilee, to Capernaum, to Jerusalem, Calvary, and heaven. As a part of Jesus' birth, we also celebrate his life and ministry, his death, resurrection, and the ultimate victory over powers of sin and death. Like the three kings, we present our gifts to Jesus and to one another. Today, we will present our offerings in the form of Christmans. The word Christman is a combination of two words, Christ and monogram. A Christman is a symbol of Christ. Christian symbols date back to the early church. They are found on the walls of Roman catacombs, on jewelry and utensils from excavations in Palestine and elsewhere. Early Christians used them to identify themselves to one another and to designate meeting places and sometimes to show non-believers where they stood. These symbols of the early church serve to transmit the faith and beliefs of the followers of Jesus Christ. Chrismans were first used in 1957 to decorate the Christmas tree of the Lutheran Church of the Ascension in Danville, Virginia. They are composed of white and gold materials. White symbolizes our Lord's purity and perfection. Gold symbolizes His majesty, glory, and triumph. The green balsam and or evergreen tree is a symbolic of the promise healing. The white lights on the tree will symbolize Christ, the light of the world. Each chrisman is described in Scripture and refers to some aspect of Christ, or Jesus Christ. As the description is read, the persons with the chrisman will please come forward and stand before the tree and present it before the congregation, and after the description is given, the decorator will place it on the Christmas tree. At this time, the elder will read the scripture passage. People walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in a land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before the people rejoice at a harvest. Men rejoice dividing the plunder. For as in the day a Midian defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be disdained for burning, will be fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing, upholding it in justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. The Isaiah 9, 
verses 2 through 7, the word of our Lord. says, and after Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea. Somebody should have them. During that time, a King Herod, Magi from the east, came to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. And in Revelation chapter 22, 16, it says, I am the root the offspring of David, the bright morning star. This epiphany star has four points and refers to the appearance of the revelation of Jesus as the Son of God. And the six-pointed star refers to Jesus as the Son of David. Peter speaks to the morning star rising in our hearts. Together. The Christmas rose. Isaiah 35, 1 and 2 says, The desert and the parched land will be glad, and the wilderness will rejoice and blossom like the crocuses. It will burst into bloom. It will rejoice greatly and shout for joy. This verse is interpreted to be the messianic promise, and therefore the rose has come to represent Jesus our Messiah. We are also including the Luther Rose, and so the prophet proclaims the exaltation of the redeemed. The righteous branch. Jeremiah foretold in a, chapter 33, verse 15, in those days. And at that time I will make a righteous branch sprout from David's line. He will do it, what is just and right in the land. Isaiah foretold in 11th chapter, or the 11th chapter in verse 1, There shall come forth a shoot from the stump of Jesse, and a branch from his roots shall bear fruit. The righteous branch is none other than the promised Messiah who truly came to be our righteousness. 
Joseph journey and the angel announces the shepherds. For Luke chapter 2, verse 1 to 7 says, In those days Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria and everyone who went to his own town to register. So Joseph went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son, and wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. With heart and soul we rejoice, for the manger reminds us of the humility which God's Son is born into our hearts. We sing. Matthew writes, while they were eating, Jesus took bread, 
gave thanks and broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take eat, this is my body. Then he took the cup, gave thanks, and offered it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Together? We seek to honor him who took the cup of our suffering and drank of our sorrows. The Latin cross and the Celtic cross, for John writes, Finally, Pilate handed him over to be crucified. Carrying his own cross, he went out to the place of the skull, which in Aramaic is called Golgotha. And they crucified him, and with him two others, one on each side, and Jesus in the middle. The cross, with its longer upright than the crossbar, is probably the form in which Jesus was crucified. Therefore, the foremost Christian or symbol of Christianity. It may have had a crown of thorns, and the Celtic cross as the circle represents representing eternity. The Tau cross with the serpent. Jesus said in John chapter 3, just as Moses lifted up the snake of the desert, so the Son of Man must be lifted up that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. This symbol is the parallel between Christ's resurrection and the Old Testament story. When the Israelites were in the wilderness, many suffered death by being bitten by poisonous snakes. They begged Moses for relief, and John instructed Moses to make a serpent of brass and hang it on a pole. Anyone who was bitten by the snake was to look at the brass snake. When he did, he would live. Together, with his offering, he seeks to honor him, who humbly laid down his power. For the Greek cross, this cross has four forearms of equal length and may have had its origin with the Greeks who loved perfect symmetry in artistic forms. A well-designed altar will have five of these crosses on its top, one on each corner and one in the center, to represent the five wounds of our Lord at the crucifixion. The anchor cross. The chrisman points, excuse me, yes, the chrisman points to Christ, our anchor, our sure hope, and stay in the midst of all the trials and life and our hope for eternal life. Enri. These letters, Pilate placed above the head of Jesus on the cross. They stand for the Latin words, Jesus Nazarenus Rex Iriodorum, which means Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. The palm branches, Jesus on the donkey and praying hands in Gethsemane. The next three display the events of the Passion, beginning with the Palm Sunday praise while Jesus was riding on the donkey. And after Jesus met, is with his disciples in the upper room, he goes to Gethsemane to pray. The hen and chicks and the crown of thorns with nails. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 23, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those sent to you, how often I have longed to gather your children together as the hen gathers her chicks under his wings. But you were not willing. 
This prophecy represented by the head and chicks and his crucifixion by the crown of thorns and nails. The butterfly and the victorious lamb. In Matthew chapter 28, after the Sabbath at dawn, the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for the angel of the Lord came down from heaven and was going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was but like lightning. His clothes were white as snow, and the guards were so afraid of him that they took, or they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He is risen just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples he is risen from the dead and is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you, just told you, just as the caterpillar spins its cocoon and lies encased in a seemingly dead shell, only to emerge in a changing form as a beautiful butterfly. So Jesus, who is enthroned, but rose from the dead, he is the victorious Lamb of God. Together. Dove and, and shell and baptismal font. Matthew chapter 3, as soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water, and at that moment heaven was open, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting on him. And the voice from heaven said, This is my Son whom I love, with him I am well pleased. Matthew 28 says, the risen Christ instructed his disciples, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Just as Jesus was baptized at the beginning of his ministry, so the risen Christ instructed his disciples to go and baptize others. The shell symbolizes baptism and is often used to pour water and in a baptism. The three drops of water appear falling from the shell symbolized baptism in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. The eight-sided baptismal font represents the eight people who were saved in the flood. The dove descending is symbolic of the Spirit's descent on Jesus at his baptism. The Trinity symbols. The Trinity symbol perhaps is the most common symbol of all. It reminds us of the nature into which we were baptized, or the name into which we were baptized, the triune God we worship, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Together. We sing the end.
death, Christ becomes our Redeemer and Savior who could have conquered all He who could have conquered all in glory and power chose instead to give himself in love. This is the joy which is to all people that the love born at Christmas, love incarnate, love divine, may love be yours and may that love be mine. The gifts we bring to point to the victorious Christ who raised from the dead to eternal life. The Kai Roll. But what about you, Jesus asked. Who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Matthew 16, 15 to 16. The chi and the rho are the first two letters of the Greek word for Christus, that is, Christ. This is one of the most ancient symbols, and the word Christman, when first used, specifically referred to the chi of the Christ monogram, the Yoda Kai. If we hear happy holidays, we are wishing a person a happy holy day. Some think that if they use Xmas, they are not referring to Christ. However, the Kai, or the Greek, uh, the Greek letter Kai, is the first letter in the title of Christ. The Greek letter Yoda is the first letter of the name of Jesus, Jesus. This symbol combines both the first letters and stands for Jesus Christ. The Yoda Eta Sigma. When the angel appeared to Joseph in Matthew chapter 1, he said about Mary, She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. The circle is considered a perfect shape and symbolizes eternity, completeness, and perfection. The Yoda Eta Sigma, Chrisman, is the first three letters of the abbreviation for the Greek word Jesus, or Jesus. Hebrews 13.8 says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. The Alpha and the Omega. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Revelation 22.13. The Alpha and the Omega are the first and the last letters of the Greek alphabet, and as such they symbolize Christ as the beginning and the end of all things. The fish. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will make you fishers of men. Matthew chapter 14, or 419. The first letters of the Greek words for Jesus Christ, God's Son, Savior, from the Greek word for fish, that is ichthys the shepherd's staff. I am the good shepherd. The good, the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. John chapter 10. The crook of the staff of the shepherd's tools for guiding his sheep and therefore the symbolic of Christ, the good shepherd. The staff and the cross are combined to remind of us of Christ, the good shepherd who gave his life on the cross for his sheep. The cross and the orb. Jesus said, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you may have trouble, but take heart to have overcome the world. Jesus, or John reminds us the, this is the love of God, to obey his commands, and his commands are not burdensome, for everyone born of God comes into the world or overcomes the world. This is the victory 
that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is that that overcomes the world? Only he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. The orb and the sphere symbolize the world and with the cross and the triumph of Christ over it. The crown. The seventh angel sounded his trumpet, and there were loud voices in heaven which said, The kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ, and he will reign forever and ever. Revelation 11:15, where the crown symbolizes eternity, completeness, and perfection, and the crown our tree. Together, Let us stand for the confession of faith. I believe that Jesus Christ, true God, begotten of the Father from eternity, and also true man, born of the Virgin Mary, is my Lord, who has redeemed me, a lost and condemned person, purchased and won me from all sins and from death and from the power of the devil not with gold or silver, but with his holy precious blood, and with his innocent suffering and death, that I may be his own, and live under him in his kingdom, and serve him in everlasting righteousness, innocence, and blessedness, just as he is risen from the dead, lives and reigns to all eternity. This is most certainly true. Let us pray together. for the hope of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Especially remembering our prayers this morning for the family of Michael Mueller. He passed away on Friday and was the nephew of Betty Bone. We pray for Brian Roberts, whose surgery was postponed to the 21st. We continue praying for Theo Ray Brockman, who was born two and a half months early and continues to be hospitalized, the great-great-nephew of Ruth Greenmeyer. We pray for Becky Dacey, who continues to be hospitalized. She is the sister-in-law to Ken and Dawn Davey. We pray for Bill Ralph, who was hospitalized last Sunday and is recovering well. We also give thanks for Evelyn Hupner, born on Wednesday to Samantha and Nate. She is the new niece to our Youth Relations Director, Stephanie Chapey. Let us pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we thank and praise you for these gifts and continue to strengthen us that we may continue to bear witness of your great grace according to your steadfast love, Lord, in your mercy. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we come to you this day on behalf of the Mueller family and ask, O Lord, that you be with them, comfort them, assure them of your grace, that they may look forward to the resurrection, to life eternal for those who have died in the faith. Lord, in your mercy. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we come to you this day on behalf of those who need your help and your comfort, especially Brian Roberts, Theo Ray Brockman, 
and Becky, Daisy, and Bill Ralph. Continue to be with them, O Lord, and guide the medical people who attend to their care. But above all, Lord, keep them faithful to you, Lord, in your mercy. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of life, especially granted to Evelyn Hopner. We ask, O Lord, that you be with her parents, guide and keep them as they raise her up in the love and the admonition of the Lord. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commit all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. You may be seated as the offering is taken. Any Christmas that you still might have, please bring them up to the decorators. <coughs>
Let us pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we thank you for continuing to bless us that we may return a portion to you for the pure proclamation of the gospel and both here and throughout the world. Now, O Lord, continue to bless us according to your good word. In Jesus' name we pray. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and grace. Let us pray. In your boundless mercy, you sent your servant, John the Baptizer, to proclaim that in Jesus Christ the kingdom of heaven draws near. With thankful hearts, we pray, Come, Lord Jesus, confident that in his body and blood, given to us to eat and drink, we may receive the fullness of the forgiveness of sin, proclaimed at his death, until he comes again in glory. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take eat. This is my body, which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same way, also, he took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
day and eat the body of Christ given into death for you. Take and eat the body of Christ given into death for you. Take and eat the body of Christ given into death for you, and the Lord preserve you in your baptism, and the Lord preserve you in your baptism to life everlasting. Take and eat the body of Christ given into death for you. Welcome to the mountain.
Say you can eat the body of Christ given into death for you. Say you can eat the body of Christ given into death for you. Say you can eat the body of Christ given into death for you. Say you can eat the body of Christ given into death for you. Say you can eat the body of Christ given into death for you.